This is Jessica. And this is Kelly. And this is the Chasing Brighter podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast and our series, Staying Healthy and Happy During the Holidays. Today, we want to address relationships. We have my friend and colleague, Orly Katz, who is a relationship counselor with us today. And she's going to be helping us and, and talking with us about how we can stay connected and any tips and tools that we might need that will help us uh, with our partners this holiday season. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi. You know, I always like to start a little bit um, at the beginning. Um, so we would just love to hear um, how you got into this profession. Um, I know that you are a um, certified level three Gottman counselor, um, and which is just so impressive. But how did you um, start this journey of becoming a, a, a therapist? Oh, it's a long story that spans over um, four decades. So I started my professional career actually as a midwife. Um, and I worked as a midwife for I don't know, several years, eight years maybe. And then uh, in Israel, I was raised in, uh, born and raised in Israel. And um, we came to the United States to advance our education because back then there was no master's or doctorate in, uh, in nursing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did my master's or graduate here uh, studies here in the nursing and um, started working as a, a labor and delivery room nurse um, in Maryland. And um, after 15 years or so, I uh, switched to um, home health and became an mm-hmm. advice nurse for um, postpartum women. Okay. So I did my lactation, and um, and I realized that there is a high percentage of postpartum depression. At the time, it was about twenty six percent. Wow! So I went back to school to become a counselor, so I can do I can work with postpartum uh, women um, and be more um, skilled in it. Um, so I started working with postpartum women new mothers, and um, it led me to um, working with the fathers as well. Yeah. So I um, I decided, well, if I'm a counselor, if I uh, see the need for the fathers and I need, I see the need to kind of like unite them and bring them back together, um, so I started looking and I took a Gottman. Um, the other uh, program that I took with Gottman is bringing baby home. It's a program yeah. where um, transition to parenthood. Hmm. Um, so that brought me uh, to couples counseling, relationship counseling. Yeah, I'm still an active nurse, but I don't work necessarily as a, a nurse hands-on. I do more of uh, education uh, as a nurse. Okay. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, because I know that we're in the know, Orly and I are, but You know, the Gottman method is an approach to couples therapy that includes a thorough assessment of the couple's relationship and integrates research-based interventions. And the goals of the Gottman method couples therapy increase intimacy, respect, and affection, remove barriers that create a a feeling of stagnancy, and create a heightened sense of empathy and understanding. And it's really heavily research-based. And I I know I've utilized it as well. It's, It's a really really um, 
effective uh, tool in interacting with couples. Um, but I'm curious as well, because I, I would think that um, being a midwife in Israel would be totally different than labor and delivery in the States. Did you find that to be a big difference or was it just the same? Um, it was... Um... In a way, it was a very similar because you uh, spend intimate time with the couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference was that in Israel, the uh, midwifery uh, follows the uh, the British uh, approach. So they are only in the hospital. And so I was in the hospital uh, okay. with, uh, with the women that came. And so I spent one-on-one time with them, with a couple. Mm-hmm. And it is very similar to the States where you have the uh, primary uh, care nurse uh, that spends um, one-on-one. I just didn't attend the delivery. Oh, I didn't deliver the babies. Yeah. But, uh, but um, as far as spending time, intimate time, so I find this to be, I found this to be even more um, uh, rewarding because yeah. I didn't need to take care of the delivery and i was just there for the mother and the baby or the parents and the baby i liked it even more that's why i didn't go to midwifery when i came uh, here yeah and it it sounds like you it's like you see a need and fill a need it was like oh these women right i could help them even more if i could understand more about the psychology behind postpartum depression right Right. And then it led me to the fathers as well and the couples. Um, so do you also think so? Um, it's great talking to you. Um, I'm, I'm glad you're you've been able to come on the podcast. Um, so thank you for taking the time. Um, I my husband, Brian, and I have been married for um, 16 years and um, you know, it's, I'm, I realize my kids are at an age where one is getting ready to go into high school and I'm in an interesting spot because I do feel like my circle of friends in general, you, marriage is hard and it, it gets hard at different stages. So, um, you know, we're definitely, you know, we have our own challenges at our stage now. And, um, I'm thinking about when you talked about couples, when they first had babies. So like, I would argue in some way, some of the challenges that we have now in our marriage were actually rooted in that first big challenge we had, right? Which was having a baby. And then for a lot of couples, maybe that doesn't seem like it's a problem at the time. And then it's like, you know, now it's like a decade plus later. And it's like this difficult thing that we all had these entrenched things. So how does it help in that point of like coming into having a baby? Now you have a person in your life that you don't have any control over as much as you did just as a husband and wife like mm-hmm. how talk to us kind of about that well a lot of this is understanding each other's needs okay and uh looking at, at each other and, and thinking how what can i do to help them um it's a lot of, about communication mm-hmm. so understanding yourself understanding your needs is primary because many people do not know their needs. And then understanding your partner's needs, that's, uh, that is important. And then communicate. These are my needs. These are your needs. Uh, this is my perspective. This is your perspective. How do we bridge between those two um, perspectives? Uh, and that is a skill. 
and that is uh, an acquired skill because not many people can actually do it. And if you don't uh, learn how this skill the commu- to communicate uh, in that uh, manner, uh, there is a resel- resentment that is built up. Um, so I could see 10, 20 years after uh, having the, the kids, uh, I can see the resentment, I can see, and then we need to untangle it and then start from the beginning. Um, within yeah, the and it's, it's very hard to untangle, um, and it's very easy to fall back into that well-worn path for, for well, me. Well, it takes practice. <laughs> yes. It takes practice. And that's why we promoted the bringing baby home, which is um, a problem for expecting parents. So that when they uh, when they have the baby, they will be able to, again, understand each other and communicate. It takes practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, sure, if it is... Uh, if they, there is a resentment, we need to work with the resentment first before we deal with um, the communication and um, the understanding. Um, we need to understand the nature of the resentment. Yeah, and I think it, it it starts so much from people I know when they have that first kid. So I think that's super interesting. And I think it's also because you don't have to... I think, you know, you're with, a, you're with somebody and you are developing a relationship and then having that new challenge, I don't know, it just makes it hard and it's hard to change as we go later on as well. Um, So um, how is it different then for, you know, you're talking about couples who are like in the young or like one, like before they have a child or when they have a child versus the couples that you see who have, you know, decades, let's say of like, um, you know, in a relationship that now they've got to kind of untangle, like you said, um those challenges the, the new um the new parents um have been together for a while but not enough to develop a, a, a pattern and it is much easier to help them develop a pattern of understanding each other and accepting each other not necessarily agreeing but accepting with older um, uh, couples uh there is a baggage there is a pattern and mm-hmm. the pattern is uh is is a challenge. Um, this is something, it's a habit, it's a challenge um, that you, you need to work with, but there is also a resentment. While with the new parents, there is less resentment. So once um, uh, they have less resentment, they are more tolerant, they are more patient. The challenge with new parents is lack of sleep. Mm, when yeah. parents do not sleep well, well, we know that that research showed that a month later, uh, interrupted sleep, um, people become more become clinically depressed, show uh, significant uh, um, symptoms mm. of uh, depression. Um, so that is the challenge there. So, for example, uh, if they work uh, sleep uh, patterns, who will sleep where when taking shifts? And we have some, some tools for that. Um, then we kind of like... We don't take it away completely, but we tell it's about 75%, uh, whereas people will sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone slept eight hours, uh, that's their their uh, time, uh, they will sleep six hours. They will sleep seven hours, uh, but not in, uninterrupted uh, as much as they can, of course. And we have tools for that. So we minimize the sleep 
we work with uh, understanding, accepting, and it is much more, uh, uh, they are still excited, they are still, uh, everything is still new. So it is easier to build a habit right there rather than uh, a couple with kids and, and everyday life and worries and finances and, and all of that. Um, and this is why we, again, we promote uh, before having the baby, um, all of that. I love that. I still think that's incredibly rare, right? All of the books and media and, you know, are all about caring for the baby. And right. there was nothing, no one ever pulled me aside and said, oh, <laughs> this is how you can help your relationship. This is how you can stay connected with your partner when this little human comes in. I remember one time I remember watching one of the morning shows and they said the first year of the baby's life is the hardest in the couple because a baby cannot prioritize their needs and they're, and they can't meet any of their own needs. So, so the baby needs you know, is very demanding and you have to meet all of their needs. And so it's very intense um, on a couple, which, which helped me a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely threw us for a loop. We were married seven years together, nine before we had our first. And, oh, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think I was like, we've been together so long, we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was yeah. definitely a, a huge transition for us. So one aspect is the uh, sleep, right? Mm -hmm. The other one is decision uh, making. Who will make the decision uh, and what will they do? So I had couples that uh, they had arguments over uh, the baby had a fever. So what are we going to do now? So one is doing research because that's their stress uh, mode. When they are stressed out, they uh, go online and they look for information. Um, the other one is, let me consult with the expert. Let me call the pediatrician. And they had argument, who will, who will, whose uh, way will go uh, first? Uh, that is something that you, you cannot really predict every step. But overall, if you um, kind of like, um, not necessarily assign roles, but if you have an understanding who will take over when, that will be very helpful. Because the decision making is kind of like will will uh, pave the way for the future. Who will take care of the health? Who will take care of the daycare? Who will who will take care of uh, the other um, household uh, um, needs? Mm -hmm. That should cannot can be discussed uh, and can be acquired. Uh, but I I really think it it, it needs more like a, a more of a. Um, uh, well, a discussion. Like roles and responsibilities in some way, because in some ways, um, that's what I would say with my my own friend, I'll just say friends over the years where I think you have kids and then the, the mom who was already working full time, maybe was already taking on a lot of the household responsibilities, now takes on the baby. And so that resentment, it seemed it seems pretty common right yeah. to me that then the the woman ends up getting resentful of their partner now it's not always the case maybe that it's the opposite but it's like having to your point um early about like sharing responsibilities in some way or having some sort of an agreement on how that is going to change and maybe you know maybe they do spend a lot of time doing that in the marriage peace when they get married like we had to go to pre-cana for catholic if you're a catholic you would have to do like a 
marriage Mm -hmm. thing. And in that you talk about those things, but you really don't, to your point, Jesse, you really don't talk about that. I'm like, okay, by the way, you're adding a baby onto the mix, right? And there Mm -hmm. are other obligations and nobody says who's going to take care of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Decisions primarily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, There is uh, uh, one thing about women and responsibilities. Um, it depends on what. Usually what I hear from women is the cooking and cleaning and laundry and taking care of the kids. Um, but I don't usually uh, hear about who is taking care of the cars, who is taking care of the finances, the billing, the bills, uh, the investments, uh, and all of the other things that um, yep. need to be taken care of. Um, so when we divide chores when we uh, agree on different chores, different responsibilities, budget. Mm-hmm. When we talk about responsibilities, we do need to look at both of them um, and see uh, what uh, each one of them is doing. But yeah, that's it is a- important to talk about bills and finances and, yeah. and, and cars, for example. Well, and it gains a perspective, right? Because it's that internal narrative of like, I'm doing everything versus when you really start to look in the details, maybe there is more of a share happening than it seems. It's a little bit uh, different because one is doing every day. Yes. On a daily basis, every day, all the time. The other one is doing once a month here, fixing this here. But it does take a lot of uh, uh, energy and time to fix something that is broken, for example, Mm -hmm. in the house. Um, Calling for estimates, uh, um, be there. Um, There are so many other things that we don't necessarily talk about. We talk about the regular daily activities that we do. Um, so I think I think both uh, can can come together and again talk about it. Here is what I'm doing. Here is what I'm doing. Also recognition and appreciation. Uh, that's another big part of it. Uh, do we appreciate our partners? Not as women necessarily, but do we appreciate uh, our partners' uh, um, involvement? I think that that needs to be you know, or I think it's healthy to update that information, right? So maybe for five years, you're doing the cooking and cleaning, but then that needs to be changed too. And I think Mm -hmm. when we're able to communicate and update that too, and not just, oh, this is my role for the next 50 years. I I so agree with you. I call it reevaluation. Yeah. Because yeah. I see the need to um, reevaluate, uh, I see the need to change, I see the need to talk about it. Um, I usually um, suggest to have uh, something that is called family business meeting. Yeah. And in the family business meeting, which is once a week, you evaluate uh, how are you doing, how do you feel, um, what needs to be done, and you share. Um, you share the feelings, you share um, plans, you mm. share um, activities. Um, so I think it promotes understanding of each other. And I think it promotes um, a rec- recognition as well on a weekly basis. And Absolutely. then you can, you can you, then you can say, well, I'm, I'm tired of cooking. Let's uh, share. I'm tired of doing this. Uh, let's um, 
reevaluate. And I'm not necessarily saying I had couples that uh, reevaluated and sent uh, sent their uh, laundry um, out mm. yeah. uh, because they just couldn't handle it with uh, several kids. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't anyone's responsibility anymore, but they discussed it and they said, okay, you know what, we'll pay more, but uh, we'll take the load off. Okay. Yeah. I had couples that uh, um, hired a chef, a chef, a cook. Yeah. Once yeah. in a while brought in um, some food and okay. Yeah, it's exploring how you can maybe take some of that off your plate or outsource it. Or I even, I encourage so many people, not necessarily even in couple sessions, but I see, you know, mostly women of like your children doing some things, you know, our, my kids were in Montessori school and then the Montessori method, right? They're folding clothes and shining shoes and things in preschool. And at a very young age, children can do a lot of stuff. I had a really good friend and she said in the classroom, I think her son was seven or eight. And they said, how many of you can make your own sandwich? And her son was the only one in the class that had never done anything for himself. Um, and so I think that too, right? Not just our partner, but as our children get older, it's like, we don't have to do everything and take on all the things. We have these little humans that can do it too. And they can do a lot uh, through fun and games. They can pick up their toys uh, before they go to sleep. There are so many things that they can do. Yeah, uh, but the key uh, uh, point is to talk about it yeah. and to express it, not in an accusatory way, but um, for your partner to say, to understand where you're coming from, and for you to understand where your partner is coming from. Then you can you can look at different options. I just brought up one option. You brought another option. Uh, and then we do the pros and cons of every option and we see which one works for us the best. A few months later or whatever it is, um, you reevaluate and you say, well, it worked for us uh, then. Prices went up. We cannot afford it anymore. Okay, let's go back to rowing board. Let's decide again. Yeah. Uh, so I do believe in reevaluations and in changing reevaluating and changing and, and um, expressing your needs but it takes um, it takes uh, awareness to understand what your needs are mm -hmm. and then it takes uh, good communication skills to express it in a non-accusatory uh, way yeah the sooner you develop those or you acquire those the better of course and then, you know, as we move forward in a relationship and then we've got years of these, you know, patterns where maybe there is some resentment, then there's, you know, disconnection, right? And, and, and you know, a couple isn't feeling connected. What, in your expert opinion, are strategies uh, that couples can use to help increase connection? Spend time, schedule time, spend time, no phones, no, um, after the kids go to school, to, uh, um, to bed, um, schedule time um, to just be together. Um, now, of course, it develops. You cannot just talk every every day for a half hour or an hour, and, and but you develop uh, uh, some... Um, uh, common or shared uh, uh, interests. 
So couples uh, learn language, couples uh, learn on new uh, instruments, um, couples uh, do all kinds of different things, uh, but if they do it more consistently, and I think consistency is the key word here, um, to be uh, together. So if you do something together with your partner, um, something that both are interested uh, uh, in, that connects you. The other thing is what Gottman calls uh, creating a culture of appreciation, where you recognize you are aware, you are alert, you are aware of your partner's contributions or um, good uh, or positive, uh, that, uh, positive contributions. Um, it can be appearance, it can be uh, uh, activities, it can be whatever it is, but if you're mm -hmm. not aware of this, and if you are aware of yours only, then you're missing out a lot, a lot. So I think uh, creating this culture of appreciation is from the beginning, to be uh, aware of what is going on and to recognize, and for your partner to know that you have um, his or her back, for your partner to um, appreciate you, reciprocate as well. And that is something that's a milestone that you have to uh, accomplish uh, from the beginning of being together, actually, not necessarily marriage. So creating this culture of appreciation is, uh, is um, a prime thing to do. You know, if I tell my husband thanks for taking the kids to school today, it sometimes doesn't I don't feel genuine <laughs> with how I say it. So it's sort of like, how do you get yourself into a pattern of saying things and making it truly feel genuine instead of just saying it to just be like, I, I'm grateful that he's doing that. And if I'm like, hey, thanks for it, it just doesn't. I don't do that enough to make it feel natural. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So be more specific. Because after a while, thinking for the same thing becomes okay. empty, empty uh, um, uh, compliment or acknowledgement. Um, so I'm not saying, um, um, so let's take this as an example. Um, there is one day where everyone is very upset uh, and um, people, are, kids are rushing and, and upset and whatever it is. And your husband is calm through this uh, storm and takes them to school and everything comes down. And so this is something to be aware of. So it's not only thank you for taking the kids to school, it's, it is thank you for being calm and composed and, and, and mm -hmm. creating this uh, calm environment. So the kids went to school there, they were way more calmer than before. Uh, so being more specific, mm -hmm. I had um, I had uh, many couples actually that said um, to each other, "Oh, you are a wonderful mother." Well, that didn't do much. Mm -hmm. She knows she's a wonderful mother, but when uh, when he said, uh, "You know, you are," um, when I saw you with the kids today, it was wonderful to see. It was just so you were so kind in. And give more uh, examples like this. So it is way more specific. So I'm not saying to say everything about uh, every day about taking kids to school. And, mm -hmm. But overall, if you notice those things, 
um, your partner will be you, you'll feel your partner will feel that you have their back, right? I think it, and what I'm hearing you say is just being very specific and having that person feel unique because any warm body can take the kids to school. At least that's because I would be one that, right? I'm the one that's like, if you tell me, right, if you tell me thanks to the school or, you know, whatever, I would, that would, that wouldn't do anything right. for me. But like you're saying, but I see you, like I see you and you're unique and this is what I saw specifically for you versus like completing a task that anybody could do. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. It also shows that you are uh, actually looking at your partner. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're paying attention and that means that you care. So people will, people usually reciprocate when they see that someone cares about them, mm -hmm. cares to look at them. Yeah. Yeah. And this time of year, right, starting, you know, end of September, October, we start having all of these things, serious holiday celebrations, the schools are having, you know, we have teacher conferences and award ceremonies and mm -hmm. we're off school and on school. And so, you know, for those couples who are, who are like, we don't have time, I'm tired. I'm tired. I fall asleep with the kids. You know, mm -hmm. how can they, what, what are some strategies for them to create schedule that time usually people can find this half hour um where they can be even if the kids play um in the living room and they talk quietly in the kitchen um they don't have to have like privacy and and doesn't need necessarily to be a huge thing but this half hour or walking for example uh, walking after dinner. Um, so I'm not saying again, if you have kids and you cannot, of course not, but you can make it like a family event. Um, you can always find this uh, private moment where you can talk. My husband and I had throughout our year, we've been together for almost 50 years. We always, always have uh, either a couch or um, two recliners um, in our bedroom. Mm. Small as can be, yeah. but we have a, a quiet uh, uh, place for us. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so the kids where we went to, to the kids went to sleep, and my kids are in their forties now, so it is not like. A, <laughs> but uh, but uh, we have the house for ourselves now. <laughs> but um, but we always had these fifteen minutes or half hour um, to talk about the day, to talk about the feelings, to talk about not necessarily resentment and not necessarily uh, mm -hmm. air grievances right there before we go to sleep, but just to just to connect, yeah. just for uh, our part from. Our, for each one to know what is going on with the other one. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to, um, like a little thing, I know we're not in the same room, but I always like when my husband calls me during the day and you know, we have three kids, it's crazy and logistic logistics and he'll call and say, Oh, I was just calling to see how your day was going. You know, and those, you wonderful. know, if, you know, those little things, even if it's like, we can't get together at least like, you know, we can carve out, you know, a little conversation. Right. Yeah, that is another another uh, wonderful way to connect. Texting um, oh, I don't can like be can be tricky <laughs> because I'm very much against uh, uh, connecting via text. 
uh, unless it is logistics and tax tasks and things like that. Um, but once in a while, you can uh, insert there uh, an emoji or whatever whatever your language is. Um, so people do like it. So throughout the day, also, but there are times when you really uh, cannot in traveling or different professions or sometimes cannot. Uh, but I think that at the end of the day, 15 minutes, half hour are so, so, so important. Uh, and if you can do it before, way before you, you're tired, I mean, you're tired all the time, but um after dinner or whenever the kids are doing something um, in the in, in the living room and you are in the kitchen or somewhere where you can just talk quietly. Yeah. I think too, I'm so I'm so excited. I, I want to mention these, but I'm so excited early. You have your new, your daily oh, questions, yeah. your card deck mm-hmm, and what mm-hmm, the cards. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I think that's really cool is kind of a little bit like what you're saying, Kelly, it's like when I'm having a really hard time thinking of something nice to say to my partner or if <laughs> it's, things are really tense. It's like, you can take a, away that just by a question a day, right? To me, if you sat and asked a question a day to your partner, that would create a ritual of connection, I would think. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tested it on my husband and he was, uh, he was my, <laughs> um, pretty critical actually <laughs> before we, before, uh, the final design, mm-hmm. uh, those are to promote, uh, positivity. Because yes. each question here, uh, so first of all, it is not for distressed couples. Okay. Because, yeah. uh, but each uh, each uh, question here is designed to promote posit- positivity and showing care. Yeah. So, for example, what would make you feel proud? What would make you feel proud today? And this is a question for the morning. Yeah. Or what made you uh, feel proud mm-hmm. today in the evening? These are questions that uh, promote awareness, vulnerability, right? mm-hmm, because yeah. they need to really express. Um, and um, it's not accusatory. It is not, uh, there is nothing negative there. But they can say nothing. Nothing made me proud today. You can go to the other question, but there is no accusation, no negativity, no, and really uh, to show uh, that you care. Um, there is a question here, for example, which is a reflection um, a question. What is our legacy? And that is, uh, it's not for the morning, for the evening. This is like for the um, family business meeting. What is our legacy? And something to think about. Yeah. Um, so I have here questions for uh, about us. Um, what did we do together today that helped uh, someone else? Hmm. That promotes connection. We are a unit, right? We are a unit. We are connected. What did we do today as a couple, as a family for someone else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's kind of like uh, <laughs> on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, and then I have questions for the mornings and then questions for the evenings and reflections. Uh, and the reflections are a little bit more, um, more, um, involved and and, uh, requires more uh, thinking. What Mm -hmm. values do we share that unite us and make us double? 
for example, that is uniquely to you as a couple, right? Yeah. Um, so it promotes a product, uh, positivity. Um, I had couples that bought uh, um, other uh, cards and they read me the card and I was horrified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have you ever thought about leaving me? Oh. Really? <laughs> oh. And that is so negative. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> then if you right. do, then if you don't. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so these are, like you were saying, you know, made for positive connection. And there's not some tricks in there, right? Or, or questions that could trip you or your partner up, but just to have you reflect on on yourself, your day and and looking. I, I like the the ones about us. You know, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, looking at like mm-hmm. not just you as an individual or you as a family, but you as a couple and, and, and you know, promoting that connection. And also to be uh, the other thing is which connection is one and also to uh, be able to express your your needs. Yeah. So there is a question here. What can make today the best day of the week? Yeah. So it, 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 you uh, you think about your needs. What will mm-hmm. make it for you, right? What will make it a, a good day or the best day of the week for you? Yeah. So you tell your partner and your partner is um, hopefully aware of this and really takes it in. Uh, so in the evening or at the end of the week, again, I promote a family business meeting. Uh, so what was it? What made the, uh, this day the best day of the week? Mm-hmm. And it shows caring. It shows uh, that you are aware. It shows recognition. And it, it, it allows you to ask uh, follow-up questions, come up with follow-up yeah. questions. Yeah. And so it starts a, a discussion. I use, I use it for individuals as well, mm-hmm. a little bit differently, mm-hmm. of course. Um what what would make you feel uh, proud today? That's a question that can go for individuals as well. So yeah. as a therapist, I use it for individuals. Um, but for couples, they can use it on their own. And in general, a, mm-hmm. I was yeah. just going to say such a simple tool, right? Such a simple thing to do that takes seconds or minutes, but with such a positive impact. It, 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 yes, it is. And I, I stress again, it is not for couples in distress because uh, if someone says, uh, what would make you feel proud today and the couple is in crisis uh, mode, uh, that will not necessarily go well. Yeah. Uh, but it, but the intention is for the couple to come up with um, positive answers and reciprocate and develop yeah. a discussion. Yeah. I think that's great too, because sometimes you get to the point where even at the end of the day, you're catching up with your spouse and you're saying, how was your day? Oh, it was fine. How was yours? Oh, it was fine. Right. And then you go about your business and there really isn't a lot of connection there, right? At that time, mm-hmm. instead of like figuring out ways to dive in deeper, I have, I'm definitely one of the people that have a hard time being vulnerable and really kind of sharing that. And I just don't know how to express those things as well. So I think these cards really help facilitate, you know, and think of ways to talk about something that you may not think about how to express yourself. 
I think it also creates a, a conducive environment for that. Because if yeah. uh, if your partner asks you what about your husband asks, asks you about your feelings, oh, uh, okay. Um, really, it is not clear. But what made you proud today? Or or um, uh, there are many questions here. Um, if you had an unexpected day off today, how would you enjoy it? For example, that's uh, um, it talks to your vulnerability, to your needs. Um, so it, mm-hmm. it, it, it creates this, this conducive environment for that, to be, yeah. to be vulnerable, to share. And when a couple, when it is really intense, when a couple is in crisis, I mean, what do you, you recommend, um, you know, just seeking counseling? I think so. I yeah. think so. Uh, and the counseling, the counselor is a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, as a facilitator, I show them that I believe each one of them and I understand each one. Oh, I'm trying to understand each one of them. Um, so it is not, uh, so I am objective, right? I'm kind of like the facilitator, the objective, uh, um, facilitator. Um, so they can tell me whatever and I will believe them and I will say, yes, you you, I'm not saying that they are right. But I will say they. I believe you because this is your truth, and I'm showing the couple how to uh, listen to each other and understand each other. Not necessarily to agree, but to understand where each other is coming from. And I think that is important because if you understand where each other, whether your where your partner is coming from, that it is much easier. Um, to negotiate, to um, disagree in a different way, in a non-accusatory way. Yeah. So as a facilitator, um, that is my job. And I think uh, couples in distress need this uh, third party that will be um, objective. Now, I'm trying my best to be objective. And this yeah. is something that I am working on <laughs> every day, every session, every <laughs> Because I think it is so important to show them that um, they are heard mm-hmm. and their they are, they are, um, uh, uh, issue, their stress is real. We say non-judgmental uh, way, but being objective, I think, is, is far more important than uh, anything else. And to be objective, uh, they cannot... Um, get it with their support system because their support system kind of like reinforces yes. their yes. their uh misery uh they give them advice they give them everything is for that person uh not necessarily for the couple yeah imagine if your friend is telling you well uh, you know your husband or your partner um i try to understand their point uh might not go so well, but if they tell you absolutely you are right, that will. Be, this is what you want to hear, right? Yeah. Um, so I think there is room and there is a need for support system, friends and family, and but there is also room for someone who is more objective. Yeah. So when a couple is looking at um, exploring the options in terms of like having getting a counselor, um, having that objective um, person involved, what is some advice that you would have for them in terms of picking 
picking the right, finding the right fit in terms of a counselor that um, can help them? Uh, I think that uh, reading the bio is important okay. because then you know uh, right away. Um, uh, I'm Jewish, and uh, so uh, naturally uh, people that are Jewish uh, are uh, more uh, attracted right, to a Jewish because I understand the culture. Um, I'm from Israel. I'm Israeli, so Israelis are more attracted because of the language, because of the culture, many reasons. Um, but if you don't know, um, that is uh, that is one thing. The other thing is uh, look at um, uh, advanced um, theories or skills that they have. Uh, I think it is very important to have uh, a framework and to have uh, the theory behind it. Because everyone can be um, a couples counselor. Everyone mm-hmm. can be... Uh, can do uh, trauma. Everyone can do. The question is how how advanced you are in how um like with how certifications, special trainings, a special training. Kind of yes, yeah. I don't do, for example, I, when I work with individuals, I don't do trauma. Well, I learned some in school, but I'm not a specialist, and so I will not take it on myself. I will not take uh, eating disorders. Mm-hmm. I will not take take, take uh, trauma when I work with individuals for a specialty. That that's kind of their specialty, right? Mm-hmm. And also years of experience, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you start off. So let's say uh, we start with a program, and we know the theory. It's like a new driver. Um, yeah, you know the theory, you know how to utilize things, uh, but you don't have enough experience. I mean, the, the chicken and the egg, actually. You don't have enough experience uh, to draw from. Um, yeah. So you learn the theory, great. But how many, um, uh, not necessarily years, uh, and, and I think you get the feel mm-hmm. um, about the experience because you, because the 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 counselor brings you uh, examples in confidential of course and i usually mix um genders and day and ages and uh, whatever situations that of course because you want to to know you want to um uh know that your counselor has experience with this and and um i, I think that is important do you Those find questions to ask? What about do you find that um, like do they interview? Do you find that they will interview or have like introduction or what sort of I guess I'm even heading down the path of like mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. advice do we have for people who aren't have who are married, maybe have some challenges and maybe could benefit from a counselor and like you know, so picking somebody and then do you recommend that they would interview to like Absolutely. Down or, okay. Absolutely. At least 15 minutes. The other thing is, which is chemistry, simple chemistry. Mm-hmm. The, the counselor can be great, experienced, uh, specialized in, in different uh, um, specialty, uh, different specialties, whatever it is, but there is no chemistry. Mm-hmm. So if there is no chemistry, it really doesn't doesn't I recommend interviewing. I recommend not by phone. I recommend um on online now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um because you want to see you want to see facial expression, for example. Uh the 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 counselor might not uh be judgmental, 
um, or not show you, but not on the phone, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the facial expression can be very judgmental to you. So there is no chemistry. Yeah. So even though the, 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 there is no judgment per se, but the facial expression is so important, right? Um, yeah. So, and I, I think on both uh, sides, I, th- I think the counselor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did uh, in my private practice, uh, I, I gave it uh, the, at least 15 minutes of uh, free consultations just to see if we are a good match. Yeah, and that's part of it too, right? And I think right now, our my husband and I's experience when we had a counselor was um, there's so many, there's such a demand Mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. that it really was um like you're deciding who's the right pick for you there you know you as a counselor are seeing if that's the right couple the right fit mm-hmm. for you at the mm-hmm. same time it's sort mm-hmm. of like a a job interview on both sides more mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i mean have you seen mm-hmm. that too as well like just because of the way things have maybe changed and there is a high demand and maybe the, also there's just a heightened awareness of mental health being something that everyone needs to I've had there. it all, 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 all along. Okay. There are couples that I just couldn't see myself working with mm-hmm. them, with one of them or with both. And there was such a resentment and reluctancy, for example, to work with a counselor or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easy to say, you know, I don't feel it. I don't think we are a good match. Let me give you another uh, name. And that's, that is okay. Um, we are not into the sessions and they're not spending money and whatever. And then we say, oh, sorry, it doesn't work for me. Um, yeah. But definitely as a counselor, I'm a human being and definitely I have personal connection, uh, professional uh, yeah. connection with, with my clients. And I really need to um, be able to work with them. So it works on both uh, sides. Mm-hmm. I think I read that the the best indicator um, for positive outcomes or therapy is the relationship between the therapist and the client. Hmm. You know, and so I yeah. think exactly that's why a consultation would be so critical, because if you're not connecting, um, the chances of good outcomes are are pretty low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, there are many ways to do couples counseling on your own. Uh, research uh, from Rochester University showed that couples that were married for, that have been married for like three years, if they watch a relationship movie uh, mm. and answer questions, uh, that improves their relationship. Free counseling, right? Good. And it, 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 it proved to be uh, working. So, so it's really good. Um, I think there are 11 questions or something or more. I don't know. I developed like five questions and uh, because it's they're doing counseling on their own. Uh, and, and it works. There is uh, research show that it does. I think it is still going on. Um, yeah, I think I think, too, sometimes I'll tell people um you know, sometimes there was just a training on it, but sometimes you're kind of doing couples counseling, but with the individual, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit. And, um, but it's like, if, if a partner, whatever, isn't interested in counseling, there's so many, there's so much ways to gather information. 
now too, right? Like, like you're saying, get the card decks. Get Gottman has how many books, right? Tons and tons books of books. And YouTube clips. Yeah. Hundreds YouTube. of books. Watch Gottman on YouTube. Read a Gottman book, the sound house. What is it? The I don't know all the time. I know there's like I seven principles 12. of a you know about twelve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then listen to podcasts, look online, mm-hmm. read articles. There's so many ways. Um, especially now I know that it's difficult. There's a really high demand for therapy. And if you're having a hard time getting in, there are some things you can do at home um, and together. Like you said, if you're not in crisis, you know, there are things that you can do. If you're not in crisis, then you're more um, um, tolerant and you can initiate um it will not be skewed uh, like one will initiate and do all the work and the other one will just tag along um if they are not in a, in a crisis mode if they are in a crisis mode I, I highly suggest to go to a couple's uh, counselor but if yeah. you're not in a crisis mode and you can say well you know what this week will be my turn to come up with some activities that are related to our relationship um, maybe next week uh, your partner will uh, take over. But it is important to have maybe not 50-50, uh, but it is important for both to initiate because yeah. that means that one, that both are, um, both want to mm-hmm. and both uh, need to, both uh, are aware of the need. Mm-hmm. Not one and the other one is like, oh, okay. Uh, that builds even more resentment, right? Because you're doing so much for your partner and your partner, they don't want to do it. Yeah. Yep. You gave us so many tips and strategies. I know I'm already like, you know, writing all the blog posts. I know Kelly too. It's like, we want to also have something separate just for like, right. Finding a good counsel for you. Um, what you can do. I love the bringing baby home. I wish I would have, uh, oh my gosh! Had yes. that, <laughs> you know. I have a couple uh, of friends who are pregnant now with their first. Right. So I, Send them to these uh, yes. bringing baby home. I think it is online now. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, I used to do it in the office. Um, I haven't done it in in a while, but um, but I think it is online. I, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. They also, I'm promoting Gottman. Promoting Gottman now, but there is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there is a store where you can buy the program. Okay. Um, I think uh, back then it was a DVD and a book and cards. So I think you can still buy something. I don't know. Um, yeah. You still buy it. Buy it. Um, and I think one of the, the top tips today for anyone listening, I mean, have a once a week family business meeting have a time to check in look at the week and i think when you're able to do that like you've been talking about is then we can be able to verbalize our needs right our partner can't read our mind Um, and if we don't know what our needs are we can't verbalize them i think creating that ritual of meeting weekly um you know is invaluable for couples i absolutely agree with that yeah i think it is important Orly, thank you so much for taking time on your day to talk with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. I really enjoyed it. We're going to get to work. I'm going to get to work with those cards too. Um, I'm excited to start using those. I just got them. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening and joining us today. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Chasing Brighter or on our blog, ChasingBrighter.com. 